This week, we talk about running. Also, we'll take the mystery out of leptin and check in to see if I'm any less fat. Let's get into it. Yeah. Wish there was more drum. Dewey, are you ready to change your life? Improve your life? Improve your health? Improve your fitness? Improve your diet? Are you ready to get it on today? Uh, okay. I've been watching a lot of wrestling promos, trying to up my energy. There's nothing I hate more than wrestling. (laughs) I got stuck in a YouTube loop of biography. See, I I mean, I was aware of wrestling, but I didn't really watch it. But, you know, I came up in the Hulk Hogan, you know, early 80s. Macho Man. Yeah, that era. And they had a cartoon. Snake Roberts. They had a cartoon on Saturday morning. I remember that. So I watched that. So I never actually watched real, you know, well, not real, but... The WWE or whatever. WWF. WWF back then. I never watched it. But I'm kind of fascinated with those guys as like biographies. Because, man, they just destroy their bodies. Just doing shit tons of steroids. They get injured all the freaking time. And they just have to work. You know, because Vince McMahon is such a whoosh. Oh, right. Such a taskmaster. And that, you know, they're working, I don't know, four or five, six days a week mm-hmm. doing this wrestling shit. And... They almost always drop dead early. Oh, for sure. And loaded. They with know that juice. They don't care. Oh no, because they, they all they all think they they're going to be the next rock. It. Yeah, they love it so much that they're just willing to completely destroy their bodies. Which I suppose you could say the same about anybody going into the NFL. You know, like all oh, these linemen, they're yep. getting that CTE, CTE or whatever. A lot of them, you know. Hey, if I could tell you right now, you're going to have a ten year career. You're going to win a, two Super Bowls. And you're going to drop dead when you're 52, would you sign right here when they're 21? I bet most would probably do it. It's too far out. They'd be like, 52, that's old as shit. Where do I sign? <laughs> exactly. I already told you, right here. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Crazy. All right. Well, we're going to talk about some running stuff. I got some other news things to discuss. Um, leptin. I like that. Yeah, leptin. Backup. Follow Grelin, Grelin. Yeah, because we did Grelin last week, and we're going to talk about the kind of the opposite of that, the opposite hormone of that. Um, and I got a few news stories to get to here too. One thing I saw that was interesting, and this one was kind of, you know, I don't know where you come down on this stuff, but we've For talked. It. About, well, we've talked about beer, yeah, right? Because, but see, the difference is beer is a calorie thing. Mm-hmm. Right, so you know, if you're trying to get fit, this turns into one. If you're trying, <laughs> right? If you're trying to get fit and drop weight, you, you can't be drinking a bunch of beer. So right. it's obvious you have to cut it out. Mm-hmm. But what about the ear, man? Ear I'm pro. I'm pro. How high are you right now? I don't. I know that's from something. I don't remember. <laughs> what if? No, my favorite high quote is from Revenge of the Nerds 2, Nerds in Paradise, when they're all smoking weed around the campfire, and Ogre, and Ogre finally makes friends with the nerds. Yeah. And he goes, what if C-A-T really spelled dog? And they're, they're all like all spouting these crazy scientific right. theories, and he goes, right. and his version of that was, what if C-A-T really spelled dog? And they're like, <laughs> classic, classic movie. Did you laugh at that? I did back then. I've never seen that. You've... Or two, no. Oh. And now I'm Nerds never. in paradise. Now I'm never going to. You got it. <laughs> well, it helps if you're like 20 or whatever it was. And high. Well, I wasn't. <laughs> and we'll get into that. And see, I, I don't have a dog in this fight or a dube in this fight. 
<laughs> you play. Yeah, you had that written down. <laughs> <laughs> that was off the dome, bro. You know why? Because I don't smoke weed. I'm sharp as a tack. No. Um, You'd be sharper if you did. I've never smoked weed. I've been around it, of course. You know, hanging out with musicians and the like. But I've never done any, I've never drank, I've never done any type of mood-altering substance besides caffeine. Excuse me while I take I, a drink of this Diet Coke now. Right. I picture you being in a band, having long hair, riding in a van, town to town. Check, check, check. All check. Yeah, just rocking and rolling, living that rock and roller life. Yep. And then I picture you like fucking Mario Kart, dodging drugs and alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, okay, well, funny story about how, why I avoided all that stuff. Because So my dad had to get sober in 1985. I was 14. And that was a pivotal point because I, sure. that's when a lot of people start dabbling. Yep. Right. And for me, I was just wired so computery. So logically, I was like, does not compute to do drugs. Right. And I just said, I'm out. I'm, I'm, I'm going to just not do it because I don't see the upside. Yep. And that went for alcohol, you know, any, t- any type of, I, d- I didn't like the idea of not being in total control of my senses and, you know, my faculties and all that. Right. And actually funny thing is playing in bars all those years reinforce that right because it didn't actually make it more difficult it reinforced it so i can see that we're like i don't want to be those people yeah because you see all these idiots like stumbling up to you and you know just looking like uh, it wasn't something i wanted to emulate you know so um for me but again as a libertarian minded person i could care less right i'm all for legalization of everything i don't care people should have personal responsibility as long as you're not harming your kids you know, and you can take care of your kids and you're not harming other people. I don't care what you do in your own house. Plus it becomes a thing. Like I've done, I've never done this. And all of a sudden it's like, makes it more attractive streak. Right. Do I want to break this streak? Right. And then it becomes part of your identity. Yeah. Where people associate it with you. Yeah. And it makes you more interesting. (laughs) Well, so what we're talking about here for those that are listening is weed, right? The marijuana. So, you know, we talked about the beer, and that's a caloric thing. Yeah, that's not. But can you smoke weed and be jacked? Can you, like, smoke a ton of weed? A ton? No, ripped? you can't do a ton of anything and be in good health. Why not, though? Because everything in moderation. But why? See, that's what I don't understand. I don't know. You have too much water, you can die. I suppose. <laughs> too <laughs> much actually, anything. That actually happened with some radio station contestants. Oh, really? Where they were giving away, like, PlayStations or something for these radio station contests. And it was who could drink and not go to the bathroom the longest. And some chick like downed a couple gallons and dropped dead like the next yeah, day. It's a real thing. I mean, that's, marathon runners do that's it. freaking crazy. Yeah. <clears throat> but okay. But you can't, you can die from alcohol poisoning. You can't right. overdose on marijuana. Right. And I mean, I think actually weed is way safer than booze. If you, if you gun to my head, had to pick, which one I was going to do or recommend. Not only is that true, it I'm going to take it a step. I'm going to take it a step further. Oh, let's hear it. It's, it's not even debatable. But okay. I guess podcast over. Well, I'll see you guys next week. <laughs> well, we're I, we're not, debate it. I didn't know we were talking about that. I didn't know we were, <laughs> that was the show and theme. No, but it's not, you can't debate it. Marijuana is far, far safer. Yeah. 
Christ, they subscribe. They prescribe it. How funny is <laughs> Doctors that? Doctors do. How funny is that that it's taken this long for it to you know, the legalized wave to fall over the country? And you know and why it only has been legal this whole time? Because they figured out how to tax booze. Well, yeah, they couldn't figure out how to tax Mary Jane. So as long as the government can't get their fingers in the money, it's <laughs> they, illegal. They got there though. They did. <laughs> they got there. <laughs> you know, I, and. Again, a being now, libertarian, Colorado I'm, will never have a fucking pothole ever again. Well, I'm, want, well, I'm wondering, like, the states that have done it, because now we have a nice comparison, right? So we can mm -hmm. see the states that have done it. Obviously, they've taken in tons uh, more money. They skew, the, they skew the stats. But have they attracted, you know, the wrong elements? Nope. <laughs> like all the hippies and stuff that, no. you know, there's, I, I there's, wonder. That's why I wish it was just legal everywhere, so people wouldn't congregate in yeah. one state just right. for the weed. Well. And I mean, you're just, you just like went head first straight into like one of the worst stereotypes. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, well, yeah, you think about the guy that lays around. The, does yeah. Nothing. And of all the people I know who use marijuana on a regular basis, the most mm -hmm. wear suits to work. Yeah. Okay. That hundred percent. Right. Well, let's uh, let's look at this article here. So it says nine ways marijuana affects because we're you know we're looking at it from a fitness, diet, sure. nutrition kind of perspective. Sure, um, and, and 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 that I don't know that I, I I'll have to hear this out because I don't know its impact on regular usage mm -hmm. for competitive, well, hyper competitive, well elite athletes. Here's something I don't know. Can you be in the CrossFit games and test positive for weed? I don't know. Is it like a banned substance? Or I, don't, not? I don't know. Because if it's legal in your state, why would it be a banned substance? It's not performance enhancing. If I have to guess, I don't know if that's a banned substance. Pretty sure a simple Google search would let us know. But right. if it were or is, I would be really surprised yeah. based on what I know about the CrossFit community. Right, <laughs> right. Well, like it says here, uh, you know, they're starting to challenge the stereotype of lazy, overweight stoners. Well, yeah, it's it's stupid. Yeah, weed. So. Did, let's let's just squash the weed makes you hungry thing because it doesn't. Is that complete bullshit. It is. It just makes food taste good. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you eat more. You're like, it's like. When you're stoned, you watch a movie, you're like, this is the coolest movie I've ever seen. <laughs> right. What is this? Yeah. Nah, it's just Star Wars, bro. <laughs> but it's the same with food. This is the best pizza I've ever eaten. Okay. It just heightens your It doesn't matter. If it, it, it heightens the, your senses of everything, okay. including sex. It, it's just everything across the board just gets super heightened. One thing it says here, benefit one, reduce inflammation. So that's a claim that they're making. Um you know, and we kind of get, we accomplish that through uh, carb restriction, right? Uh, so that's kind of our approach for that. But according to this article in uh, Muscle and Fitness, uh, that's one of the benefits. Benefit number two, ease, soreness, and pain. Sure. It's okay. a, yeah, because it's, it's you know, a pain reliever. They prescribe it for cancer patients, yeah. you know, things like Absolutely. that. So it must have some of that, the, some of those properties. Cataracts, ADD. Treating muscle very spasms, okay. Positive results in treating muscle spasms associated with diseases like MS and Parkinson's. Yeah, that's annoying, by the way. Like, when it's illegal in your state and they won't let some Parkinson's guy smoke weed, it's like, who gives a shit? And North Dakota doesn't matter like, anymore, though. That's good. It's just a misdemeanor. Right, but the fact that they would tell them not to, it's like, 
He's he's not selling it to kids on the playground. It's like just let the guy freaking smoke weed. If you get caught in Who North cares? Dakota with a a minuscule amount, it's a no worse than a speeding ticket. That's good. The worst punishment of all is they take it from you. <laughs> Motherfucker. A single tear. <laughs> Benefit four: improve sleep. Without oh, a doubt. Okay. It's no secret that THC induces sleep, but studies have... Oh, see, that's where the laziness comes in. Because mm-hmm. people say, well, I mean, if you're sitting around taking uh, NyQuil all day, you'd, right. you'd come off like a lazy ass. So, you know, if it does improve your sleep or make you sleepier, I can see how that would affect... But here's the here's the thing. Everyone thinks that this... It's, it, and it doesn't matter if it's marijuana or or alcohol. Yeah. Everyone thinks that it's this, think of it as a light switch. It's not a light switch. It's not on or off. It's more of a dimmer switch. Yeah. It's so it's not, it's not like, it's not like, do you do weed? No. Off. Do you do weed? Yes. On. Stone. 24 seven. It's, it's not that zeros and ones. It's a matter of degree. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, there's guys that smoke or not smoke, but like drink one whiskey a week or something. Yeah. And then there's guys that freaking get hammered every night. There might be a guy who has, who has that nightcap every night. Just right. a, you know, a f- finger, two fingers of scotch and, and helps him affects fall his asleep. life in no way. Right. Yeah. So then there's a guy that has, you know, a bite of an edible and right. goes to sleep. And, and uh, yet uh, there's another reason why I didn't start. Oh. Uh, right. Because, you know, could I eat one Oreo? Fuck no. Could I smoke one one doobie? Nope. Nope. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's better for me. Just avoid. avoid for me, it avoid. was always easier than alcohol. Alcohol is like one beer is always 12. Right. Exactly. But with that, it, I could be perfectly content. You think you could just like smoke one doobie and be Not done and, or whatever? Well, I know. A small amount. <laughs> I don't think I know, but not even not even finish that whole like a joint never use. You could just joint, do a reasonable amount, just like a hit or two, and right. just be done. Yeah, and I just, feel like it's not as because I think the difference with alcohol, I think it impairs your decision making abilities so much more that that's what makes you keep going. Right, marijuana does not impair yeah, not your decision impaired, making. Right. It enhances them. Well, here's benefit number five: improve mental acuity. I right. need to get some weed. <laughs> it definitely, definitely <laughs> uh, tightens it. It said weed. They said weed helped them get in the zone with their workouts. Oh, oh I don't know about that. I, I need to get a bong in my home gym. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that part. Never done that. All right, and then it gets into the risks. Damage lungs. Damage of lungs. Well, yeah, if you're smoking it, I suppose. Not as bad as cigarettes, they say, but... Oh, there's not all the chemicals and... Right, but you're still taking some smoke. You're putting fire in your lungs. Yeah, I mean, that's... I I can see that. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like smoking it. Impair motor skills, okay. But what they didn't touch on is... Or they haven't yet. Put it in gummy bear form. Right, edibles, yeah. (laughs) You don't have to worry about damaging your lungs. So it says here, uh, it's no secret, like any intoxicant marijuana can impair your motor skills. Now, that's an interesting thing because all these states that have legalized it, how are they handling the, if you like, you know, eat 100 edibles and get behind the wheel? People, thing? people who. So I don't think it's as bad as booze. Obviously, it's not but, as bad. But it's not this, nothing, though. It's not nothing. It's not nothing. But here's the argument here, and 
somehow you always fucking drag us down this political bullshit. <laughs> but here's you're the one that said it. Here's the argument. <laughs> the only people who say, well, there's no way to test it. If you can't test it, we can't do it because it's dangerous. Whatever. Wrong. You're just telling me that you've never done it when you say that. Right. Because anyone who has done it understands that once you, if you're sitting at home, mm-hmm. you ain't fucking going anywhere. <laughs> you're not going anywhere <laughs> for the next six to eight hours. That's you the, might not even get up off the couch. That's when the pizza delivery guy gets the call. Oh, yeah. See? Yep. Because you so, just, you're like, I'm good. Now, but let's say. There's no like, I want to party. You know what else there would be? If we, if we replaced in the entire country, if we replaced booze with marijuana, mm-hmm. there'd never be another fight. Right. That, well, that's, yeah. There'd I mean, never be another fist fight. Well, like uh, every, whenever we play bars and then, you know, we're playing at the windbreak and there's, you know, a fight breaking out in the parking lot at 2 a.m. Yep. You know, that's always alcohol related. For sure. If it was a bunch of stoners, I, I know for a fact that would be way, way, way reduced. There's always assholes, you know, sober. But if it was all weed and not booze, I feel like that would definitely be humongously reduced. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there's no question. Um, <clears throat> okay, but then that begs the question, how do you regulate? How, you know, is it a breath test? Like, how do you tell if someone is impaired? And let's say, you, okay, you say you're not going to leave the house, but let's say you get a call, uh, you know, you, your daughter's in the hospital, you got to, you got to get her quick and you're home alone and you got to drive. How much, how impaired do you feel like your driving ability would be? Well, then you know they I mean? would do a, still do a field sobriety test. Right. So and basically, fail can, it, can you accomplish the, so you think just like the same one that works for booze yep, would be. Absolutely. And if you can accomplish that, then you're good to go. And if, what about the slow reaction times though? If you're, no, no, nope. I don't buy that. All right. Um, but I do buy. There's, it says here, decision-making and motor coordination can be impaired, making certain activities more difficult, such as driving. just saying there's mental clarity. Jesus. <laughs> right. Well, no, that just means when you're crashing, you're much more aware of it. But there's a set of, <laughs> right, there's a set of questions that law enforcement could say, uh, hey. Who's your favorite rapper? Snoop Dogg. We're, we're, come with me, sir. We're taking you in. <laughs> right. Who do you look up to the most? Snoop Dogg. Seth but Rogen. But you could say. Who's your favorite filmmaker? Seth Rogen. You're coming with us. Yeah. Yeah. This is open and shut. But you could say, um, you could like have, you could phrase certain questions that would induce laughter. And <laughs> oh, you would right, be right. able to tell. Right. I mean, it would just be short interview process. If you're truly impaired. Right. If you're like, if, if I, if you came up to me and said. I got the perfect example. Um, sir, what if CAT really spelled dog? <laughs> and as, then as Ogre said laughing. in Friends, Revenge of the Nerds too. Right. Goes, yeah, bro. <laughs> he starts laughing. Come with me, sir. Get right. me back. But here's the thing. If I come up to you and I pull you over and I say, all right, out of the car. I say, what's up, Officer Sexy? <laughs> and I start saying, you know, I pulled you over. And you're like, yep, I was going a little fast. All right, and, and where are you off to in a rush? Ah, just just got a phone call. My daughter to the just, weed store. <laughs> what my daughter just got in an accident, and you're just like, yeah. Well, yeah. guess what? You might have been smoking, mm-hmm. but you're not impaired. Mm-hmm. So quit trying to make it something it's not. Well, and it's that level of degree again, right? It's so, was it two puffs or was it eighteen guys? I think I can smell it on you. Well, 
Yes. Okay, I can smell it on if you. If they smoke but it. But you're not you impaired. Can. Right. Yeah. Well, that's the problem with smoking it. Right. Because if somebody walks by that smokes weed. Oh, my God. They might not. It's kind of like some regular smoking. They might not even smell it because they're kind of immune. They're so used to it. It's like if I got pulled. Here's, here's, here's what I'm striving for. And maybe I'm not making it clear enough. If we leave here and go to happy hour and I have a beer mm-hmm. and I spill half of it on my shirt, but I drank the other half and then I ordered one more and I drank that whole one. Cop pulls me over, smells it on my breath, smells it on my shirt. So you've been drinking? Yes, sir. They, they know you have. Yeah. Yes, sir. And I go, and he goes, how many? Just one or two. And I really did. And I get out of the car and I do all the stupid human tricks to a T. Yep. Including good. alphabet backwards. What's he going to say? I'm going to go and on he, your way. Even if he makes me blow, I'm going to blow green. Yep. So I'm going to be fine. Go on your way. So yeah. then what happens? Go on my way. Why would we be any different? Right. No, so if you're sense. not impaired, makes you're sense. not impaired. If you are, you are. Right. I'm just wondering what they're going to use as a standard. I guess the field sobriety test works, but I'm thinking they don't have a. You know, like a breathalyzer equivalent. No, but they will. Right. They'll get there. So for now, yeah, just use but, the. But they're, what they'll the probably end up doing is saying, all right, we're going to need to use this like a diabetes, take your blood. Oh, yeah. Put it in a canister right, right. and go, you can go on your way. Yeah. But we're testing this and we know where you live. Yep. Yeah, that would work. But again, <clears throat> even if it comes back positive, it's got to be. you're impaired. Well, it's got to be a. Th- Exactly. Over a certain threshold. Because you could be positive well, three days later. Well, the thing is with with booze, there's got there's like chronic alcoholics that can have really high BACs and still function. Function perfectly. Because they're so yep. their uh, tolerance is so high. Oh, it's up here. Yeah, right? and then there's people that are noobs at drinking, can barely be maybe be right at the legal limit and then right. be impaired. Yeah, so I did. Never a perfect system, you know. Yeah, that was me last Friday night. I had. 18 gummies, two, bro. No, two like brownies. two large Bud Lights waiting for our takeout food. And I got home and I was like, what the fuck? I'm such a lightweight. <laughs> I felt it. Yeah. Huh? And then the next morning I had a little bit of headache. Wow. Like Jesus. Okay. Here, risk number like three. Like high school. <laughs> risk number three, increased likelihood of chronic depression. That's kind of interesting because you, it's kind of sold as a antidote to that. Um, sure. So heavy long-term usage of cannabis is correlated with increased risk of psychiatric disorders, such as anxiety, depression, and schizophrenia. Everything starts with heavy long-term right. usage. Heavy long-term, yep, exactly. Oh, interesting. All right. And then, uh, ooh, risk number four, increased heart attack. I'm sure you're smoking. Marijuana has been linked with an increased risk of heart attack within one hour of consuming it, combined with one of the main triggers for heart attacks, sudden exertion. Well, who's doing that? The fucking people who did it right before their workouts. All right, two pages up. <laughs> or I'm gonna, I'm gonna smoke a doob and go shovel, bro. <laughs> right, those, those guys that drop dead. Says anyone with a history of heart problems should consult a doctor before beginning any fitness regimen, and probably should avoid marijuana altogether. Mm, yeah. Here's they just got to cover their ass. I think you know where I stand on this. Yeah. It's it's if we're if we're gonna have a war on marijuana, but not. Well, Hyperpalatable foods, we're, we're, we got it all backwards. <laughs> well, and they tried to have it on booze. Remember what, how, oh, that, how sure. all that worked? Right. So at some point, you just have to go, this does not work. Just like booze and guns, right. marijuana 
Only the bad guys have it. <laughs> exactly. You're not doing anything by except creating a, a hyper a crazy profitable black market. Black market. Yeah. yeah, where a lot of crime, other related crime happens. All right, so that was weed, bro. Well, here's the other point on that. Like we talk about the laziness and the stereotypes and stuff. Well, look at Elon Musk was on Rogan smoking a joint. He never inhaled once, right. though. Yeah. But just, Sorry, I picked that up when I was watching it. No, but just the, you know, it's just out there. Oh, like, you know, yep. I mean, it's, it's not, when I was a kid, it's not going anywhere. It was like, oh, it was joked about smokes movies. marijuana. Right. It's like, meanwhile, you're, you know, guys are down in booze and, and they're talking about marijuana smokers like they're doing heroin or something. Right. Right. Uh, but you look at like Kevin Smith, Seth Rogen, Joe Rogan, Snoop, you know, all these like super famous mainstream celebrities. Yep. And I mean, Seth Rogen smokes weed like all day. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he would be a heavy user. I mean, he makes like weed ashtrays and, <laughs> you know, just his life is consumed to that, but he still manages to produce a high level of content. Well, debatably high level, but a, he's funny. a voluminous level of content. And, you know, his movies make money and he's somehow managed to function in this crazy elite right. system. Even though he's a total stoner, bro. But it's his. Is he? Well, or is it part according of to him. Well, well, maybe. Is he living up to a bit? Or his tolerance is so freaking high now from 15 years of doing like it the get, every like day. Like the playboy who claims to get tail twice a day every night <laughs> and then hasn't had been on a date in three months. Really just playing solitaire. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's just it's part of his bit. You got to keep up. Yeah. So interesting stuff. Very. Um, yeah, I'm just kind of fascinated with the whole thing. It's not going anywhere. No, definitely not. I mean, that. I've, I don't know how many states it's legal in now, but it's an increasing number, and it's it'll eventually be 50. I mean, well, even North Dakota, which we see as like still you can't shop until noon on a Sunday. That's gone, though. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, just that we just, just went like away. Just a year or two ago. Yeah. Not even. Like, I mean, like this. Was it? I think it was in 2020 at some point. Oh. You know, they, they literally just decided they – Okay, we'll let you shop before noon because you really should be at church. But I, you know, I guess I guess we'll let you. Right. So let, let me you take it up with Jesus. Let me make the decision, right. yeah, asshole. Uh, but you know, even when North Dakota is doing it, like you said, they're not really punishing people. And I think there's, you know, they've pushed to have it on the ballot for recreational use or whatever, and it didn't pass. But it feels like it's going to fairly soon. So, you know, I think it's just eventually it's going to be all 50 states. With, there's no doubt. Yeah. It's just even silly to fight. <laughs> exactly. But you got Christy Nome in South Dakota just fighting the good fight. She's going to. She's so anti weed. She's going to. Oh, God. Rabid. That's just, you know, it's, just, it's, it's like somebody in the 20s being anti booze. You just got to realize it's not, it's not going to work. All right, well, let's move on to uh, this week. I've, I, like last week, I, I got in a Ted Naiman yep. um, rabbit hole. This week, I the carnivore Aurelius guy, we've talked about him before. Yeah, he's funny. He tweaks me, and he's always, like when he makes a list of like things that are good for you or bad for you, there's always like eight. I'm like, fuck yeah. And then one, I'm like, what the fuck is that on there? Like he, I think he does, he knows the perfect way to troll and mix things up and just have you go, why, why is he saying that? <laughs> but th- I thought this was a really good tweet. It says, uh, I'd like a reality show where we make health authorities follow their own advice and watch in real time how they destroy their health. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. That's funny, man. I mean, 
that's so you know well and then of course down below ready player one <laughs> got the picture of the belgian minister of health being a gigantic that will exercising man newton he's a good follow oh okay yep i mean but that's hilarious son how funny and hypocritical of these health authorities is that you know if they're eating the food pyramid to a t and getting their all their whole grains and all the other bullshit and you know, eating like well, I would I would contest where where Mr. Aurelius says make the health authorities follow their own advice and watch in real time how they destroy their health mm -hmm. at too late. What do you mean? Too late? They already did it. Oh yeah, yeah, right, <laughs> right. Yeah. They're done. Yep, exactly. Can't get much worse than for most of those, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, that's funny shit. Um, so then uh, I got into a rabbit hole with him, and he sends out a newsletter. And this this is one of his his lists that made me laugh and go, hell yeah, to most of it. It says, and I'll read it for the audio listeners. It has a picture of an overweight dude with a uh, heart sunglasses on and a floppy hat and a inner tube around his gut. And it says, the average man today has tits. No purpose, watches porn all day, is low testosterone, throws temper tantrums, can't support a family, values casual sex above all else, masturbates nightly. Is It is absolutely disastrous. Men used to spend their time studying the greatest books, hunting, and caring for their family. Now they waste their time on video games, dating apps, porn, and mindless TV shows. This is a direct result of modern society and a huge reason why it will continue to crumble. I'd say that's a bold stance. He, he he went out there. He went out on that limb, and and he's not ashamed. No, not at all. He just calls out the fat betas, you know? Yep. I mean, he, his first thing that he says is, the average man today has tits. <laughs> Doesn't uh, he say moobs or something else? No, he's That's just, just he's saying, neutral. You, fat pig, you got tits. <laughs> You're a piece of shit. Right. Yeah, I mean, he's just out there. Do you disagree with any of that? See, I really don't. I mean, it's, you know. I, thought I have a hard time. It's a matter of degree, but. Yeah, right. You know, not everybody masturbates nightly. But, you know, it's funny. It's just because of the, and not, not to get down to this rabbit hole. But, you know, when we grew up, I mean, you're, what, 47? I'm 49. Yeah. I so think. When, I we were, when we were at our fervent masturbation years, there was no internet. Wait, there are years? <laughs> Did I, mean I mean, yeah. Decades? Yeah. That's what I meant, I meant decades. <laughs> but, you know, when I was whatever, 12 and discovering my body, you know, there was no internet. There's you know, no finish line. If you found, <laughs> I mean, if you found a Playboy in the woods, you know, you were. Right. It was jackpot, you know. Right. But. See if I can dry it off. If, if I would have had literally a device in my hand, you know, keep one hand free. Of right. Course, you know, that you could literally type tits in and you could see as many tits as you Get want. Get a picture of that guy in the interview. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the danger. <laughs> I mean. Be specific in your searches. How, how would you rein that in? How You know, it's just so readily available. And there's all kinds of studies now that, it, that it are showing that these young men don't respond to actual women. women. Yep. Because of the sti constant stimulus they have, and it lowers their drive to go out and procreate, which is obviously the driving force. 
right. you know, that gets you out there to be an alpha and pursue women. And they just don't do it now because they're like, eh, I can jerk off five times a day looking at any kind of craziness I want. <clears throat> I think it's a, I think it's a real problem. Yeah, I really do. Um, <clears throat> but at the same time, mother nature always wins. Yeah. So it, it's, people are going to still hook up. I, ju I just don't think it's as big of a problem where we need to have a GoFundMe and start an association. No, no. But you know, if you're hearing about 21 year olds that need Viagra, right. That's, you know, right, that's right, a, right. That's a definite shift. That sounds like an outlier. And you know, I, I would say some of it is diet too, because you know, oh, hundred percent, they're like plant-based and you know, they're, they don't have any uh, of the awesome amino acids and stuff and proteins and meat. And they're when jerking off to porn all the time. Right. And their testosterone is plummeting. Uh, because of their diet and, and all these activities, then, you know, they don't have that drive. I mean, it's called sex drive, right? You're supposed to be well, out there pursuing females. And it's just like, oh, here's... Or a, dudes, whatever you're here's into. A, here's a comparison. It's just like food. Remember you said back in the day when we maybe find the Playboy in the woods. Right. And we weren't constantly bombarded. We were like cavemen. We're <laughs> finding the saber toothed tiger once, right. a, once a month. Right. So it was like, even, even though when, even at the same time, when we were kids, it was finding the playboy in the woods was like getting that cake on your birthday yeah, or Christmas cookies at Christmas. Yep. It wasn't every day, all day. But not cookies all day, like yeah. porn on your phone. Yep. Yeah. No, that's exactly it. Yeah. That's a, that's a perfect analogy. And it's just that. It's that constant, you know, hit that constant dopamine right, hit, right? So that all of a sudden your your brain doesn't respond to that stimulus; it needs more. The tolerance, yep. you know, and then guys get into freakier stuff, and you know, they need just a regular old fashioned well, then naked chick isn't isn't worth pursuing it. And, and then, de depending on their wealth status, they either they become <laughs> right. they become Christian Grey. Or they become an episode of <laughs> NCIS in a trailer court. Right, exactly. <laughs> they do the same things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a meme I saw. That's funny. When Christian Grey, that movie came out, and it said, the only reason women are attracted to Christian Grey and his fetishes is because he's a billionaire. If he was poor, that would be an episode of NCIS. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's good. Yep. So that's Carnivore Aurelius. That's one of his, this came from his newsletter, so... Uh, definitely check him out on Twitter and subscribe to that. But it's pretty funny stuff. <clears throat> so I also saw this uh, from Paul Saladino. I saw this. Um, yeah, it's the the why do I feel like crap all the time starter. Ah, oh, he's coming at me with that one on the top right. Fuck, oh, that's me. See, yep. So it's okay for the audio listeners. It's got a picture of a happy meal, you know, burger, fries, and pizza. Um, Red Bull, energy drink, Crisco, vegetable oil, a dude staring at his phone all day. Guilty. That's where Dewey feels attacked. A fat guy in his recliner, eating with one hand, remote in the other. Starbucks, Frappuccino, like super sugary uh, coffee drink, and then Beyond Meat. You know what I started doing? Oh, and that's what people freaking eat all day, man. Right. Like every day. You know what I started doing? If you say... If you showed somebody, because this happens to me all the time, because I talk about nutrition mm -hmm. a lot, as you yeah, you won't probably shut imagine. up about it, right? <laughs> if I showed somebody about nutrition all day, if if I showed this to a lot of people, you know what they'd say? That's me. 
all of those are me, but I don't feel like crap. Oh. You know what I say? Liar. So do you think they're lying? No, you're just fucking lying to my face. You do too. Don't, there's no way. Or is it, they just don't know what good feels like. Oh, that, yeah, there could be that. See, but if they get up in the morning and get out of bed and go, <laughs> you don't feel good. Well, see, but I had that same thing, but when it, before I discovered low carb, because to me, low, restricting my carbs solved all my aches and pains and inflammation was gone. Inflammation. Yep. Right. So until I was about 40, I would get out of bed and, and I'd feel like the aches and pains and go, well, that's 40, I Welcome guess. Welcome to 40. Right. Yeah. Because I didn't know any better. But then as soon as, and I was sniffling all the time, sneezing constantly, well, got allergies again. That's just, you know, just seasonal. Well, every season. Right. You know, I'm, I'm constantly sniffling. Yeah. And then when I did carb restriction and all that went away, I went, holy crap, this is possible. You can exist like this. You know, now I'm 49, I have zero pain in any joints. You know, I don't have great mobility. That's a but separate, could it, separate issue, but. Could that have been one of the carbs that you got rid of? Right. It's, uh, well, it's, I don't know. I couldn't, I'd have, I'd have to like do a study. Have you been and tested for celiac? I was tested. I actually went to, that was my last straw was I went to an allergist or whatever they're called, allergenist. I don't know. And had the test where they prick you a bunch of times and came back inconclusive. And he said, you have sinitis. And that was just his punt to say. But he needs to run a specific test for celiac disease. Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't think I do because I don't have any weird, you know. You get ill if you eat bread? No, not at all. Just the normal inflammation stuff. You know, just you can feel it in your joints a little bit. Sure. Sniffling, you know, just signs of inflammation so i did not know what feeling like crap i thought it was just normal and then i felt good and i went wow it was like you know when you have like a welding helmet on and you lift it and you're like holy crap that's what how bright it is out here right you know it's like, just, it was a whole nother like layer Neo. yeah waking exactly. up in the matrix yeah it was a whole nother layer of like holy shit this is what's possible and once you have a taste of that you're but chasing like, that. But like Neo, you wake up and you're like, oh, shit. Ugh. But it's not easy. It's not easy. <laughs> yeah. It's freaking hard. It's like the guy said, ah, you know what? Put me back in. Make right. me a millionaire. And yeah. I want to eat steak every night. Yep. Oh, plenty of people would, you know, red pill, blue pill. Plenty of people would mm-hmm. choose some of each. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was a good, good meme. Um, here's another one I found that was kind of funny. I thought about this. It's got a cat, a pretty fat ass cat with a weight belt on. And it says me standing around in between sets thinking I look super strong with my belt on. (laughs) What's your between sets? Wearing it wrong. Do you pace around like a lion in the gym? Depends on the movement. See, I do. I, I cannot stand still. I never sit. I never lay down. I never like lean against anything. Whenever I'm between sets, I have to just kind of pace. That's my routine. I've been getting better at not getting up. So if it's like bench press. Oh, you stay down. I put it down and I just lay or I sit up, but I don't leave the bench. Okay. And when I do that, I'm more apt to stay within the rest window. Because you kind of have a prescribed like 60 seconds, 90 seconds, 90. whatever. 90, yeah. 90 you, if, if it's heavy. You think you'll push it if you... Too much if you got up from the bench. For sure. Yeah. Especially at a global gym when I'm running into people I know. Oh. Well, and then well, the other part of the global yeah. gym, the the risk you run of, mm-hmm. well, I'm going to go get a drink. 
Oh, yeah. Or you lose your bench. Right. Unless you, you like, leave your headphones on it or that little towel or something. Well, I'm a true alpha, so what I do is I just take out my dick and just pee, pee on all over it. Yeah, <laughs> this is my shit. You bait his fuck off. This is my bench. <laughs> Until that guy comes over. That looks like the mountain from Game of the Mountain. Right, just just picks, goes. Picks it by the neck with one hand. <laughs> and then wipes up his sipping piss. his sipping his coffee in the other. <laughs> goes like this and just mops up your piss with your hair. <laughs> Yes. How's that, Alpha? <laughs> I'm from Iceland. Yeah. What's what's with Iceland, by the way? Like, are they? Is it something in the freaks, the volcanic ash that gets into their DNA? I mean, it must be. What percentage of like the absolute craziest strongmen are from that region? A lot. It's, Crossfitters too. Yeah. All the yeah there's all these like mothers, daughter, and fathers, yeah. daughter, and all that. Yep. That. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, they're all. Uh, they're all super fit and strong. My theory is that if you have a kid that's like turns out to be like six two, they're like, "Oh, sorry, he's the runt of the litter." <laughs> right. right. <laughs> I, my theory is that it's super shitty there, so they don't have anything else to do. Do you work for Icelandic Travel Bureau? <laughs> <laughs> it's super shitty here. <laughs> Travel it's to disgusting. Iceland. It's like every picture. If you like watch any of the videos of, I thought it was beauty. It's not beautiful. It's just like a. Arctic wasteland is what you're saying? It's beauty in the, it's, it's the, beauty the of way starkness. that the Charlie Brown Christmas tree is beautiful. Okay, wow. It's, yeah, it's beautiful to- Do we like going in, hard in a, on Iceland? In a picture. <laughs> well, it's it's like early spring in North Dakota, 12 months. Just flat and gray. Just bullshit, yeah. Okay. And But they love it there, but that, that's my theory. Is that it's so shitty all the time that what else you got to do? So you think they're just working out more? Yeah. Not even that it's just genetically a... Well, there's some there's a genetic component, yeah, right. without a doubt. But it's small, so they're all related. <laughs> True. So it's easy to naturally select the tallest guy because the, tallest, right, guy can all, just, the tallest guy can cut a wide swath. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Funny. <clears throat> Salt of the earth people, though. Holy shit. Yeah, there's. Don't try to save yourself now. I don't know. Have you you ever heard the. uh, Google Iceland and get back to me. Yeah, okay, people, do it. Um, Have you ever heard the saying, an apple a day keeps the doctor away? Yeah. Okay. I subscribe. Well, I saw one that was kind of funny. It says, an apple a day keeps the doctor away. No, an apple a day doesn't do shit. Eat a steak instead. Oh, he's so alpha. He's so (laughs) tough. Shut up. Eat an apple too. See, I, I've I've <sighs> waffled. I've I used to think apples were the healthiest thing on the planet. Eat as many as you can, and then I was like, "Fuck apples! They're all carbs and sugar and fiber and stuff." Nobody and, ever know. got fat eating too many apples, right? And because we've covered the satiety per calorie is is high enough because of the volume, yeah, right? It's a lower calorie per, for the amount of volume it is. So yeah, if you gave me a bushel of apples, it's kind of like potatoes. Right. Eat as many apples as you want and nothing else. You're not going to get fat because you can't eat that many. Because mm-hmm. you're going to be sick of it after one and a half. Some nutrition coach tweeted Unless out the other day. Unless you're dipping in peanut butter and shit. For sure. Yeah, or Nutella. <laughs> right. Nutrition coach tweeted out the other day and he said, um, I had a, a client who was struggling, just couldn't break a plateau, and we just couldn't figure out what he was doing. So we finally had a breakthrough when he admitted to periodically throughout the day he was sneaking an apple in the morning and then one mid-afternoon and then late at night when no one was around, he was eating strawberries. <laughs> Said no one ever. 
<laughs> so that's never happened. Right. Replace that with Snickers. Right. That's what actually An ice cream. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, I did a little, I found an article that talks about the history of that saying. Okay. So what it came from, oh shit, it says uh, the aphorism, and that must be a grammar term. An apple a day keeps the doctor away originated in Wales, first appearing in a publication in 1866 in a different rhyming format. <clears throat> Eat an apple a day on going to bed and you'll keep the doctor from earning his bread. It doesn't exactly roll off the I like tongue. That one better though. Makes it makes you sound smarter. <laughs> the saying reappeared in 1913 in its current form. Medical practice in the 19th and 20th centuries was crude and the public sensibility or public sensibly sought to keep physicians and other health, health practitioners away. Gee, there's something I, that's, that's my philosophy. <laughs> I, right. I don't want to go near them. A sentiment that may or may not be out of place in the 21st century. That's a, I agree with that. Through the ages, the apple has come to symbolize health and healthy habits and has been used by government and private health organizations to symbolize lifestyle choices that lead to health and wellness. Well, then it says it was promoted by, of course, the U.S. Apple Association. Big surprise. Right. Because <laughs> if, if, if it was, you know, eat a banana a day, keep the doctor away, you know, they're not getting any juice off of that. Yeah. So that's kind of where that came from. I, I always I sometimes get in a rabbit hole when I hear sayings and you're like, why yeah. is that a saying? I do that sometimes. Yeah. So, but now, again, when we were kids, you just went to your grave never knowing. Now right. you can just type oh. it into Google and boom. Every information known to man, past or present. Yep. But they, right here. And I'll post this article if anyone is wants to super nerd out on how this uh saying came about and I I'm gonna make a whole a, study. I'm gonna I'm gonna bet nobody takes you up on that offer. <laughs> they did a whole study though on whether it actually people who eat apples every day go to the doctor more or less. And it's kind of interesting. I think they got their uh Okay, apple eaters versus non-apple eaters, okay? <laughs> we eat an apple every day? Man, I think so. Well, yeah, it's probably all epidemiology, whatever that's called. Epidemiology. Observational and yeah. self-reported bullshit. So, you know, I'm, I'm obviously not putting any stock in this, but it's just kind of interesting. So according to this, uh, more apple eaters had zero visits a year. I think this is a year. And then... If you had one visit per year, there's more apple eaters. And see, to me, that just says people that are healthy. Because if you have zero or one visits to the doctor a year, you're just getting your regular annual checkup. Right. So that makes sense. Two to three visits a year, non-apple eaters more. Because why would you go to the doctor more? Because you're having problems. So that that right there says eat the apple. And same thing with the, with the greater than four visits. Non-apple eaters went more. So conclusion... Apple eaters win. They're healthier. We just solved it. Good night, people. See you yep. next week. Just get a bag of apples. There you go. Yeah, I think if you, you know, I, I'm sort of in the middle now. I'm like, okay, apples are fine, but, you know, I'm not going to, I don't worry about it either way anymore. Where it right. used to be like, I want to slap apples out of my kids' hands. Right. Like, it's all carbs. It's, it's all, all sugar. Yeah. Sugar, like, sugar. Get out of there. Yeah. Fructose. Well, one thing, I, I kind of went down the Saladino rabbit hole. And uh, one thing <clears throat> he was pointing out, and Ted Neiman too, they both were basically saying fruit, good. You know, if you're going to eat sugar and carbs in the form of strawberries and blueberries and stuff, no worries. You right. know, 
So the fiber it, it is and micronutrients. Yeah. yeah, it is different, you know, in in that form, sugar in that form. Whereas I used to think fructose bad and want to slap it out of everybody's hand. Mm-hmm. Um, as you can tell, I'm very reasonable and definitely not binary. When I see people drink orange juice, I say, "Oh, orange you juice might as well just be eating a Snickers." Orange juice is talk about myths. Orange juice has got to be one of the biggest bullshit things ever. Oranges are good for you in Oranges. spite of the juice. Right. Because of all the shit that it's mixed up with. Right. It. All the pulp and the fiber and everything contained. In order to get that amount of sugar, you'd have to eat how many oranges, you know? <laughs> right. But they they is get rid of anything good about the orange. Keep all yeah. the sugar. Add more sugar. Make a glass of orange juice using oranges. How yeah. many oranges does it take? <laughs> right. Exactly. Crazy shit. All right. So that was my Saladino. That's part of our that Aurelius. Fe- that felt like filler. That was. <laughs> Just like an apple. It's filler. There you go. Today for lunch, I had <laughs> a cucumber like this long. The whole thing. I sliced it up mm-hmm. and, and mini peppers. You didn't just no, down it? Put it in a huge Tupperware <laughs> bowl. And, and then I did uh, a bunch of mini peppers. And then I did two huge, like ginormous grilled steak or grilled chicken breast. Okay. And I put it all in a Tupperware bowl. The Tupperware bowl was seriously this high <laughs> and about that big around, and it was heaping. Oh, yeah. And I picked it up with two hands. How can you? Yeah, that's... And how can you even get Mel that goes, down? and Mel pulls out the Seinfeld. She's like, I ordered the big salad. <laughs> and, yeah, I finished it. Wow. Were you freaking stuffed? Stuffed to the rafters. I'm yeah. still not hungry. Right. And that was at like 11.45. It's because of that volume. Yep. The volume and, for the amount of calories. And it was like 700 calories. Yeah, right. Yeah, how can you overeat on that? I I ate a lot, but it wasn't that much. I mean, I'm still way under from what I eat. Yeah, that's uh, that's one thing that is becoming clear to me is, you know, when we had this conversation last week about the, you know, doing keto and you're prioritizing, get all the fat, get all the fat. And then now we're saying prioritize the protein, but then the calorie conversation comes in and it just, we all know. And even though we, you know, we did a whole episode that's saying Seco will fail you, one of our first couple episodes, Mm -hmm. but our whole point was it's true, but you have to be able to execute it in a way that you're not suffering all the time. And the way you do that is higher satiety per calorie. Seco will fail you simply because you can't stick to it. It's too, well, you could. If you're satiated, the, well, right, the reason sequel will fail you is because it's way more complicated than that. You can't just go, oh, move more, eat less. <laughs> God, I hate that. I saw a tweet the other day, and, or today maybe. Anyway, it doesn't matter. And the guy said. What time of day was it precisely? Three o'clock. Okay. Uh, and the dude goes, I'm at a youth soccer game. U12 or something. And he goes... Got my binoculars out and my van full of candy. And he said, I've never, ever seen so many... Well, no, it was one of his kids playing, dumbass. (laughs) And he said, I've never, ever, ever seen so many of these kids that my kid grows up with playing football, basketball, baseball, soccer, et cetera, that are borderline obese Mm -hmm. and playing sports year-round. Yeah, okay. And he said, okay, yeah, just move more, people. Right. Right, because 
kids in previous decades that had that activity level, they were always lean. What's different? Yeah. The diet. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, just like we showed the pictures, you know, from my water park anecdote experience, uh, you know, the pictures from the beach from the 1910s to now. Right. And, and I, and, and mean people were everywhere back then. And now they're, they're a unicorn. I see the kids that are heavy and I'm like, Oh, they fucking don't have a chance. They're going to start. You're starting so, it's so, so far, far behind. Back. So fucked. Yep. Yeah. So fucked. It's it, like I said, it's heartbreaking. It's, you know, and then they're being taught, you know, drink the orange juice. That's healthy. Eat the vitamin, uh, whatever they call that. Vitamin modified enriched cereal right. or whatever. Eat that, eat that, drink the orange right. juice. Well, shit, no wonder they're gaining. I mean, weight. I struggled with weight into my late twenties, early thirties. Everyone knows the story. Or, or both of the people listening know the story. Mm-hmm. And when I was a kid, I blinked too much and I was single digit body fat. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. And Just then twitching. And they'll call I ended up in my twenties and thirties. Yeah. And I had a head start. Mm-hmm. Right. Imagine if you had been overweight when you were 12. Right. And then, yeah, it would be much so much worse. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, all these things take time to develop. All the cardiovascular problems, the diabetes takes years to develop. Well, if you already got eight years on by the time you're 20, you're well down the road to having these long-term chronic issues. Right. Yeah. And that yeah. people are like, well, they're just, they just, you just leave them be, let them do what they want and and just teach them good stuff and learn, lead by example. And then they'll just, they'll blossom and they'll figure it out and they'll come into their own. Well, I think that is part of it. You have to lead by example. Cause if you're in a family where you're both overweight and you're eating takeout all the time and you know, yeah, and they say you doing it footsteps. for yeah, sure. Of course. So that is true. I think. Yeah. I, I agree. That, that is part. true. However, um, no, that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. They're not going to blossom. They're not going to be a, Frickin' butterfly in a cocoon and just change overnight. They're learning habits that are going to last them a lifetime. They're going to have and, to un- unlearn all that shit. Right. And guess yeah. what else is going to happen? You're, or guess the, the other thing that working against that theory is science and statistics. The and obesity rate is skyrocketing. And they've developed that addiction. Piece. Right. Right. And once that's locked in, if you're raised eating fruits, vegetables, and meat, and, or versus hot you know, pockets, right? I mean, you, or you, out three times a week. Yeah, because I mean, when you and I don't know if you experienced this, but when you moved out of the house, <sighs> I have no imagination when it comes to food. So I have like the six things that my mom or grandma made. The spaghetti. And that's what I'm going to make, right? Like oh, roast, goulash. <laughs> roast this, you know, mac and cheese, whatever, you know, whatever you kind of grew up eating, you're going to continue to eat that. You know, who's going to take a hard left? And, oh, no, I'm going to eat healthy. I mean, it takes a ton of effort. More than likely, you're going to just stay in that same path. So if you're raised in a healthy manner. That's the epiphany I had when I started, when I went on on my own, was growing up, what did you always get? No, we can't go to KFC. It's too expensive. Oh, yeah. We don't have money. Right. We we have food at home. And then. Like Eddie Murphy and the McDonald's hamburger. Yeah. Which is the homemade green The green pepper burger. Sticking out, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so you get home and you get a green pepper burger. But guess what happened to me when I moved out and I was on my own? And I'm like, oh, I have a little money. I can. I'm gonna stop at KFC. Mm-hmm. Buffet, but five ninety nine. How the fuck did they not afford this? <laughs> I'm like five ninety nine. Serve it up, 
Let's go. So they were just lying to you. Oh, we did it. I remember going to KFC. <laughs> me and the boys would go to KFC just because, well, just because the Beastie Boys did. So, but <laughs> well, and you were just lazy back then. Well, you that buffet, and you yeah. just crush it. Oh, yeah. with the desserts and the unlimited pop, and oh yeah, oh yeah. All right, well, let's get into our term of the week. So yeah, let's make this one quick. So last week we talked about ghrelin, and this is kind of the opposite. opposite day. So this is leptin. So definition of leptin, a peptide hormone that is produced by fat cells and plays a role in body weight regulation by acting on the hypothalamus. Thank you. To suppress appetite and burn fat stored in adipose tissue. That's your belly. Right. So Unless you're lean. That's where you don't want right. the fat to be stored. So, yeah, this is kind of the op- the hormone that works in conjunction or as opposed to ghrelin, right? Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. So here's an example of a sentence. Some researchers have also suggested that irregular levels of hormones associated with obesity, like glucose regulating, oh, Adipo, oh, I would have never got that. And weight-regulating leptin comprise immune responses to the virus. Okay, well, that's just an example of a sentence where they used it. Right. Um, okay. And then it says, further studies revealed that a hormone called leptin responsible for appetite suppression is regulated by the circadian clock. That's why you don't eat after dark. And this, I get this argument, in this argument with my kids all the time, like when we go on vacation, you know? Or over the weekends, they're like, why can't we stay up as late as we want? Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, I got to school, go to school again on Monday. So you can't. That's why Mondays eat, suck for people. Right, because they push it all weekend and then they adjust that circadian rhythm just enough where they. And then they're getting up on Wednesday, Monday. they feel normal. Right. Yep. So that stuff is important. You know, if you, uh, I, I don't know how people work graveyards and have kids or do any of that shit. I mean, How almost, about the people who work graveyards for like a couple months and then go back to days? Oh, my God. Fuck off. Yeah, like I've done. <laughs> ain't doing that. In my photography business, I've taken uh, lots of headshots for uh, police and sheriff's mm-hmm. deputies, and they rotate. You're like, I'm on yeah. three months of uh, midnight to yep. eight, and then three months of eight to five. It's like, holy shit, yep. man. And How then, do you? And then three to midnight. That's got to just destroy your hormone regulation and all these, you know, you you're setting yourself up for problems. Which really sucks because being a police officer is a super stressful job enough. Oh, yeah, exactly. Let alone to screw around with your internal clock. Like you said, the cortisol and all that. Yeah. You know, all, the, yeah. all those hormones. Um, so let's talk about ghrelin here. So the role of leptin and ghrelin. Okay, leptin and ghrelin are two hormones that have been recognized to have a major influence on energy balance. That's the SECO we're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. How much you're burning versus how much you're taking in. That's yep. kind of another term for the energy balance. mundo. Yes. Leptin is a mediator of long-term regulation of energy balance, suppressing food intake and thereby inducing weight loss. Again, yeah, just less food in your mouth equals burning more fat. Ghrelin, on the other hand, is a fast-acting hormone seemingly playing a role in meal initiation. I like that, meal initiation. That's it's your hunger hormone. Hell yeah. It's like, dude, you got to eat. As a growing number of people suffer from obesity, understanding the mechanisms by which various hormones and neurotransmitters have influence on energy balance has been a subject of intensive research. In obese subjects, the circulating level of the anorexogenic hormone leptin is increased. Whereas, surprisingly, the level of the orex, orexogenic hormone ghrelin is decreased. 
It is now established that obese patients are leptin resistant. Okay. However, in the, the manner in which both the leptin and ghrelin systems contribute to the development or maintenance of, of obesity is as not as yet not clear. So it sounds like these are kind of uh, and when I was doing a little bit of research, it seemed like uh, stuff's fairly new. Like it wasn't uh, these hormones were not studied, you know, until fairly recently. For sure. There, yeah. No. Absolutely. And spoiler alert: there's a drug that's being tested right now that is actually a ghrelin um, suppressant inhibitor. Right. Yeah, you said that last. And week. that's, that's... going to be a game changer. That's There's almost, a lot of nerds in nutrition. That's scary, man. It is. It's remember say, the hype surrounding gastric bypass. Oh yeah, this is going to be a hundredfold. Because if you just say, "Look, take this pill, bro," you take won't the, be you'll never be hungry. Oh, this, that shit's going to sell out oh, immediately. Yeah. Yep. It's going to be worse than Viagra, right? <laughs> so, yeah, then but, you can have a bunch of lean dudes but with guess giant, what? Ro- giant but guess what? Ones. But guess what? Just like Jeff Goldblum said in Jurassic Park. Life always finds a way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. The body will, will adjust. It'll adapt. Yep. Oh, yeah. It's not like all of a sudden the obesity epidemic's going to go away. Right. Because how many people who are obese need to be hungry to eat? Oh, yeah. No. You're taking the- Most of them aren't. You're suppressing your ghrelin and your leptin's kicking ass. And people are like, oh, I'm just perfectly satisfied right now. Food is an afterthought. Yeah, no. Want some pie? Yeah, I could eat. Yeah. They or, still eat. Or the TV's on, now is when I eat. Right. Or I'm at a movie, now is when I eat. You it's still got to like change smoking. the behavior. Yeah. The people associate certain times of day or certain activities with that routine. And for like for me, the danger zone for me is snacking late at night. Like after the kids go to bed. That's and, the danger zone for anybody. Well, right. You're but I'm loading up with energy and then going to bed. But especially for me, like that's when I'm at my weakest, when I'm trying to be hardcore, that's when I'm most likely to fail is 9, 9 p.m. to midnight. And you're sitting there, you know, you're watching uh, some fitness YouTube stuff or whatever. And you're, you know, it's like just that habit is there. Cause you, or if you're the guy in the inner tube, you're watching porn. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Well, at least it keeps your hands busy. <laughs> well, he's eating right after, so oh, yeah, he, he's definitely getting his his food in. That's for sure. But yeah, man. I, well, here's an interesting thing about the the uh, you said nature always finds a way, or life finds a way, mm-hmm. right? How many people had the bypass and got, fat, and got fat again? Three quarters of them. I mean, they they just stretched that shit out again. They're like, oh. Oh, you you think that's going to stop me? Right. You know, and they all, and they all thought cute that little was, rubber band. Yeah, <laughs> oh, you cut out three quarters of my stomach. Whatever, whatever. Watch me make more stomach, bitch. <laughs> yeah, they they defeated that shit. Yeah. Oh and yeah. Because you, if you if you don't fix the habits, you're just going to go right down that same path again. Yeah, it's a it's a brain thing. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's a leptin, everybody. I'll put that article in the show notes as well. So let's talk about our topic. Time for everybody's favorite thing in the whole wide world. Now, we're going to cover running. My first question, why? Why would anybody run? Running sucks. That really wasn't a question, but why would? If someone were dumb enough to want to start running, why would they do it? Because we're meant to do it. (laughs) And I'm I'm being facetious there, but I do. We are meant to run and jump. I do hate cardio. 
It's it's my least favorite thing. I think some of but it if is, you didn't have good cardiovascular endurance, you starved to death. So, your argument is evolutionarily, we're meant to run, right? Because you got to chase that saber toothed tiger. Yep, you got to chase that cave lady. It's yeah, she's trying to get away. Her hair ain't just going to grab itself. <laughs> Toxic caveman, <laughs> caveman masculinity. <laughs> Yeah, so do you think running is – well, let's just not even running, but just cardio in general. Is absolutely necessary. Crucial. So screw, you can't just be – Screw Doc Baker. Can't just He's be Jim bro. No. Well, he does cardio, though. He does? He does? bike. And, oh, and I thought he didn't. Kicks ass I thought rowing. he was anti-cardio. No, no, he does the rowing. Who's in fact? He's a rowing rowing. champion. Oh, yeah, that's right. Now I'm not thinking. Yeah, of he's, he's a he's a world elite level ch- rower. Yep, and, yep, yep. No, you know, he's, he does it all. He's he's endurance heavy. There's yep. there's somebody that's carnivore that's anti. Well, there's a lot of there's a lot of just lifters that because again everybody's extreme, right? Yeah. So for a while, like when I, when I was growing up. Nobody lifted. It wasn't even a thing. Like the only people that lifted were the football guys. And the crazy bodybuilders. Right. And everybody else was jogging. Because it was a craze during the seventies and eighties. And kind of the the epitome of sexy body type then was super lean. Right. Not muscular. Yep. And not muscular lean, but just lean and thin. And that kind of epitomized the runner's body type, right? Like when you get the uh, right. 23 and me and they say, you have a sprinter's body type. <laughs> but We all did if we wanted to eat. <laughs> right. But, and, you know, there's lots of guys out there that, well, if you look at marathon runners, look at uh, that's guys. Ex- that's an outlier though. Right. But they're pretty thin. They're not muscle heavy. So, so that was the epitome of like what was considered the ideal body type back in the seventies, like yep. Twiggy, you know, you look at the supermodels back then, yep. they were real thin. Yep. No ass. Um, right. So that was what people were kind of chasing, no pun intended. Right. So how now, do you avoid that as, you know, being the goal? Okay, I'm going to explain a little bit of this, and then you can use, you can rain man up a, a Google the term hybrid athlete. So what's the, the trend that's happened, and it might be because of CrossFit a little bit. I like to take, I like to think it's part of, CrossFit, um, but it is CrossFit driven. It's also Spartan race driven. Mm. Um, but the goals, hashtag goals, nowadays for for a lot of people is the hybrid athlete where you're super 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 strong and you can run. So right because CrossFit, you watch CrossFit games. They're lifting heavy shit and they're just killing themselves. You just, you just found the perfect example. Read that second okay. paragraph. So what is a hybrid athlete? Well, I'll read the first one just so they get the definition. A hybrid athlete is a unique breed who can excel simultaneously in both strength and endurance activities. Alex Viada has revolutionized this type of concurrent training as he has squatted and deadlifted over 700 pounds raw while also running a sub 430 mile and competing in ultra marathons and triathlons. He's refined his methods from working with hundreds of athletes in all disciplines from strong men who want to run half marathons to members of the special forces to the countless athletes who just want to be able to deadlift five, 600 pounds and run a five minute mile. So there's a CrossFitter recently who, um, 
oh, Adam Clink. Okay. And stud stud hybrid guy. He this last summer he did a sub five minute mile and then squatted five hundred pounds in the same day. Crazy. He is he's goals, dude. Right. <laughs> yeah, because it's super strong and has super endurance. That's longevity. It's longevity, and to me, it's the especially for it's the ultimate in functional fitness. Because right. what good are you as a fireman if you can lift the chick or elderly person? You have to stop and catch your breath. But you're like out of breath, yeah, after five yeah. Or steps. Or vice versa, you can run up and down the steps a million times exactly. in your gear, but you can't lift her. Right, and she, you both die. So that's the ultimate in functional fitness or army. You know, your buddy yep. gets shot, and you got to drag him. But it's the field, ultimate you know? in homeostasis. <laughs> Define that. Uh, oh. I better, we better we better get the definition. <laughs> okay. Rather than the meathead one. All right. Yeah. Well, wait. I thought I was going to define it. <laughs> I don't Achieving homeostasis. Homo something that might have been a whole different Google search. The tendency towards a relatively stable equilibrium between interdependent elements, especially as maintained by physiological processes. Go so ahead. that means the what in- is the homeostasis in the human body? So that means yep. like the uh, inputs equal to the outputs. Is it's just the- it's balance. Okay, it's it's biological balance. The body's getting what's it, what it's expecting and what it requires. The self-regulating process by which biological systems tend to maintain stability while adjusting to the conditions to conditions that are optimal for survival. Right, I like that. So. That is what I was saying, is the hybrid athlete is a, the symbol of homeostasis. Okay, right. Yeah. So your argument is that most people are either one or the other. They're like one trick pony. Cardio heavy or they lift a lot. Not most, almost all. Almost if you're a hybrid athlete, that's why I don't really remember yeah, when Because most I, marathon runners don't lift. They can't do, even do a push-up. Didn't. Yeah, didn't. Now they might do more, but. Yeah, some do. Um, so... Um, do you have Instagram up? You could go to Adam Klink's account. But anyways, the point of the hybrid athlete, and, and my goal is to run a sub two-hour marathon, kind of in in Adam's, kind of on his heels, K. Oops. Um, Dish one? Yep. So kind of... In in his vein, it's I wanted to run a sub two hour marathon and bench four hundred pounds in the same day. Okay, that was my goal. Yep. To me, that would also be hybrid. How many people at forty? Oh, I'll be forty eight by then. How yep. many people at forty eight can do run a sub two hour marathon and bench four hundred pounds? Nobody. I think I'm. I'd be a one percenter. Oh yeah. Oh for sure. Um, I mean, we're looking at his physique here. He's very lean. You can see visible abs, and he's very muscular too. You yeah, know, he's he's got what you'd want if you're looking for a muscular. You know, he looks like he lifts weights for sure. Yeah, and the, but the shot is of, of him running. Yeah, and fast. If if you keep looking and see if you can find one of him actually running, where he's he's extremely. Um, I should keep going on this. Or go back up. Click over. Keep going all the way up. All the way up. Now click over on reels. So, anyways, <laughs> he is what I would say is the. Um, so, like, here's a just, running one. And nope, down. This yeah, one? And that one. Okay. So, he is the epitome of. Six times thousand meter. 
run, rest two minutes. So, I mean, it, he's muscular. He can bench a ton. He can mm-hmm. squat 500 pounds, and he can still run like a deer. So that's kind of optimal human performance, really, right. when you think about it. So that's where I was saying going with – we kind of went down a little bit of a rabbit hole here, but that's where I was going with when you said um, the, the one-trick pony. Yep. It's, it's going away. Right. This hybrid thing is really starting to take off. Especially the popularity of CrossFit and things like that. Right, right. Don't emphasize one over the other necessarily. Yep. But there's so many people who are pride themselves as being, well, I shouldn't say that. There's not many actually. But there's so many people that pride themselves on being a hybrid athlete mm-hmm. that don't do CrossFit. Oh, So right. it, it's CrossFit produces a fair amount mm-hmm. of hybrids. But I would contend that most CrossFit athletes are shitty runners. Oh. And I, hate it. Right. Self, self-admitted, they hate running. And they just have to over outperform in the other areas in order to not suck overall. Well, not kind of, but usually in normal, like, localized competitions, not the games athletes, but localized competitions, yeah. there's, there's no running. Oh, gotcha. There's seldom running. Right. Not any real running. Okay. Not like a 5K or somewhere where you'd have to really be at an elite level right, to do it. Right. <clears throat> so, and like I was starting to say, was the pendulum kind of, when I was younger, it was all jogging, jogging, nobody yep. worked out. And then it was lift, lift, lift. And then it was kind of lift. You know, you see the guys that lift, but then they never did. They were like, oh, you know, it seemed like treadmill was for pussies. You do know? you even lift, bro? Yeah. It was like, we're just lifting heavy shit. And the treadmill. Cardio, I just lift faster. <laughs> Yeah, I've heard them all. I like that. It's bullshit. That's good. And the problem is you're not achieving homeostasis. Right. So you're, you're leaving some gains on the table health-wise yeah. and mm-hmm. longevity-wise. That's why on Saturday when I posted on Facebook and nobody got triggered. I was super surprised by that, but I posted the a body with high lean mass mm-hmm. and low fat mass is visible evidence of homeostasis oh right and that's immutable i don't think anybody can disagree with that they, well they'll try i'm homeostasis and i'm i'm fat no nah, no you're not they're just thinking of it as calories in calories out Are they did no know, they're just thinking that they're healthy right and then they think because they don't have high cholesterol or high blood pressure that they're achieving homeostasis where is it <laughs> oh i know oh my god Look at this board. You're like Rain Man. Right there. Okay. How do, what did I say? I'll say it again. They think just because their blood work is normal and their high blood pressure, they don't have high blood pressure, they don't have high cholesterol, mm-hmm. that they're healthy. But we know. Wrong. That's right. Also. Yeah, that would work too. <laughs> yep. That's funny, man. <clears throat> All right. So, okay. You'd, we've all decided, oh, shit, I need to be running in addition to my lifting, right? How do you start? What pick what a program? Do how do you? The best thing to do is if you just because running takes forever, man. If That's you just way Google, harder. No, it doesn't. Way harder than it, it doesn't. It doesn't. Especially when you start, it's so much fun because you can go for a four hundred. Here's a myth. Quarter mile. Here's a myth for you. I used to work with a guy. Shout out to you, Rob. He got into running. Right, didn't lift at all. None of that. It was completely you know peg the needle on the running side. He was telling me he'd get up at like whatever a.m. and go run like, you know, 20 miles. And it took him 
like what two hours or whatever that's that takes. one time a day well right 20 miles would take them well i don't know but three or four yeah depends on how fast he goes but because progressive overload you, you got to keep up in your distances you sure he started at an hour or whatever you or a mile or you know but yeah. then you, you got to go two then you got to go three and the goal was just like you're trying to bench 400 well you want to bench 405 then you had to bench 410 he wanted to run five miles then 10 then 15 mm -hmm. and it was taking up freaking half his day just try to get these runs in yeah answer that bitch 50 a 12 to even if you're like super elite you're probably not running more than 20 I, once so how do you get your, one how one you, day a week how do you get pro oh one day a week yeah you're not doing oh, a okay. run more than one day a week you ran every day i think not that far well maybe it was like eight miles over. a day or something but maybe you know, whatever. But you need short runs. You need speed work. There's all sorts of different things. But it's progressive overloads. It's always going to get more and more. See, but it doesn't take any more time for you to bench 400 than it did 350. True. It's the, the sets takes the same amount of time, and you can progress with the overload easily. Yeah, but you'll running, plateau. Running, you got to go longer. Uh, eventually or is the solution so stick a rock, on, rock vest on? The limit, the genetics are, to go faster. Or, go faster, but genetics are a limiter. Pretty soon you're just going to be the runner you're, you are. Yeah. So that's always was my, like, ugh, when I was talking to him, I'm like, that sounds horrific. Like you're, you're getting up at 5 a.m. running for two hours and then going to work. You know, I can do a 45-minute lifting workout and I can squeeze that in every other day, but that just seemed like horrible. Yeah. No fun. Yeah, that's why, like, rucking sucks. Because it's like three, four hours on a Saturday. I like to call it sucking. <laughs> it's it's fun though. It's addicting, but you kind of make it into a group thing, right? Like you'll get yeah, kind hey, of. But I like to go by myself too, and it's a lot of good alone time. And That's when you have your wife drop you off out of town and right to find your way back. Yep, <laughs> blindfolded. And I bet she is like, "Hey, you want to go rock today? I'll drop you off fifteen miles out of town, right, <laughs> with a blindfold on and no mm -hmm. no GPS." Yeah. <laughs> she wouldn't mind. Right. So, uh, but no, it's, I think it's just achieving that eliteness of saying, well, I don't run, but I lift. Cool. I do both. Right. It's a little bit of a badge of honor. It is. Or people look at you and they see muscles and they go, yeah, but I bet he can't even freaking, you know, he goes out of breath probably going up the stairs. Yeah. Well, let's, let's go run. <laughs> And then you just destroy them. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it's, I think it's going to pick up steam. I mean, it already has, but I think it's going to continue to get popular and more and more popular. But so, if you're going to tell like a total noob, it's hard. Right. If you're going to tell a total noob, Google, what do you do? Google couch to 5K. And there are That's literally thousands of programs. Um, it's already on this bottle. Auto complete. Yep. Okay. So couch to five k. There are plan. yeah. There, like I said, week. there are thousands. Um, the right. one I like is um, Hal Higdon. Uh, my wife Mel she turned me on to that um, way back in the day. I ignored it. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's basically it breaks it down by week. Yep. Oh, that's podcast to running. They have a podcast, a week by week description of nine weeks set of couch to 5k podcasts. Each week involves three runs. Huh? So like, look at that one for your first three runs. Week one, you will begin with a brisk five minute walk. Okay. Yep. 
After this, you alternate one minute of running and one and a half minutes of walking for a total of 20 minutes. That's couch to 5K. Right. That's where you would start. Yep. If this isn't your one, keep searching the Google results because there's literally thousands. Yeah. Yeah, just, I mean, bottom line is you just need to get off your ass. Yep. Okay, tips on progression. Here we go. Designed for beginners to gradually build up their running ability so they can eventually run five kilometers without stopping. The pace of the nine-week running plan has been tried and tested by tens of thousands of new runners. You can, however, repeat any of those any one of those weeks until you feel physically ready to move on. So that's their version of progressive overload. You start mm -hmm. barely doing anything, and in nine weeks, you're running a 5K. Yeah? Yep. Oh, here, okay, here it talks about rest days. Rest days are critical. Having one between each run will reduce your chance of injury and also make you a stronger, better runner. Resting allows your joints to recover from what is high-impact exercise. Okay, that's the other. Um, oh, what a segue. This is literally what's in my head right now. Finish. Right. That's the other uh, you know, thing that sucks about running, brah. Your knee's going to go. You're going to blot your knees, brah. Okay. So 10 years from now, gonna, your knee's going to suck. <laughs> knee replacements, brah. There is, and what I say to that guy is uh, an old testosterone nation meme. And it said, <laughs> running is not hard on your knees. Being fat is hard on your knees. <laughs> yes. You're not, your knees don't hurt because you run. They hurt because you're fat. Well, okay, so what about a guy that lifts that's lean, has muscle mass? He has too much. Well, just but a regular, you know, in shape guy versus, you know, could that He's guy too, run? Okay, okay, fine. Can, then can you change run with no the problem? meme with change the meme with you're too heavy to run. I mean, obviously you should run if you're running is better than being a fat ass. I agree with that. But like you had Adam Clink up and you saw his physique. Right. He's never going to be overly huge. No, of course. He's still barely over 200 pounds. Right. But I'm saying the act of running, you take that Adam Clink guy, good good muscular shape, decently lean, does running long distance is going to wear out his joints? No. No. No, because he's okay. strong enough. Okay. Because he can squat 500 pounds. Right. So if he – now – there is so the some, repetitive motion there, is there, not a problem. No, 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 no. Okay. That's just excuses for people who say that's why they don't run. Well, these are the myths that are out there. For sure, exactly. And if you're an ultra marathoner and you run hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of miles, sure. Then yeah, that's, sure. That's extreme. Yeah. Let's get let's revisit when you do those things. Yeah. But right now you can run a five k. Yeah. You just don't want to. True. I so, don't. No, I get it. I didn't either. Right. But now I do. But yeah, that's one of the myths out there, though, is that you think, well, for you, sure, your, your knees only have so many reps in them, you're going to wear them out. Your heart only, only your heart, only, or it's some, so many beats, some fat in your dude, lifetime yeah. or whatever. Yeah, some fat dude at work <laughs> today told me, your heart only has so many beats, don't waste them on exercise. <laughs> <laughs> right. Whatever, dude. Well, yeah, except for he uses up an extra 400 of his going up the stairs. Yeah. You use twice as me, <laughs> and, and I do exercise. Yours, yours pumps one time. <laughs> Going up the stairs. Mm -hmm. Go home. Fuck you, stairs. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, shit. But no, I get it. I mean, it's hard. Well, and you hear and the stories. Hurts. You hear the stories, too. You know. Yeah. Well, here's the other thing, too. What about the guys that were back in the day when all these myths got developed were carbo-loading right before they ran? And what, you know, what I talk about my inflammation and my aches and pains going away when I was carb-restricted. So how much some of that might have been Diet related too. Some Zach, of their aches and pains. Zach Bitter, who is an ultra marathoner, had the hundred mile world record, I believe. It was like a day or something, right? 
yeah, like 10 like, hours. Like or, 10 hours. Yeah. yeah. He, he was like super keto and only used carbs to feel training and races. Yeah, that's craziness. So yeah, there might be some of that. He'd argue that it helped him with the inflammation and stuff like that. But if you do, this is, see, this is a slippery slope, mm-hmm. but I'm going to say it anyways. Mm-hmm. I'll let people be left alone to their own choices. As they should. You can outrun a bad diet. Ooh. But perfect freaking segue. But you can't. <laughs> a person could, but they're not going to. Right, exactly. That's a perfect segue because that was my. You've been in CrossFit gyms where they shit on cardio, right? Or have you? No. I mean, not at all. It's. The, the last half of the whole workout is cardio. <laughs> Maybe I was at, well, uh, I'm trying to think where I, where, I, where I was at, but I, some, they were basically shitting on runners, basically. But maybe it's just because- Shitting running, on running. Running to the exclusivity of other, to the, you know, not doing lifting. Yeah. Uh, I think that's what they were doing. Or, or there's some tongue-in-cheek comments or memes or t-shirts that say, I do CrossFit because I don't run or I don't want to run or something stupid. Okay. So- talking None about, of which are funny. Well, here's the other meme. Or the other myth, I should say, is like you said, the outrunning the diet thing. Yep. Because you know the old knock on cardio of any kind is you you can't. And my personal experience was I did not want to change my diet when I first realized I was getting chubby and wanted to change it. So I got the old elliptical and did it for like I don't know forty five minutes every night and didn't change my diet and I didn't drop a pound. Mm-hmm. But then when I changed my diet, I started dropping a pound a day. Sure. And as we know, the diet is 80% of it. Sure. And it's not that the cardio is not a factor. It is, but it's much less of one. Absolutely. And you're spot on. That's accurate and true. Yep. But. Thank you. Good night. If you would have done 45 minutes at a 630 mile pace, and then the next day went to the round track at the high school and did interval sprints as hard as you possibly can for 90 minutes. And then the next day did eight miles at a seven minute pace. And you did that all week long. Guess what? You can outrun whatever the fuck you're eating at that point. Right. Yeah. But that's extreme. It is for sure. Let's put that type of commitment. But, but here's, that's my point. You Mm -hmm. can outrun a bad diet, but you're not going to. So let's get into that. So let's look at, um, talks about different types of cardio and how many calories it burns. In 30 minutes, hiking, 185, dancing, 165. It all depends on how heavy the person is. Well, yeah, this is, of course, obviously all dependent on many things. That's why you stick a vest on, right? For absolutely. Because you can up your calories per minute significantly. Well, and it just makes it harder. Right. It's not about calories, but well, that's but a side. That's one of the, side one of the benefits. benefits. Yeah. Yep. Walking, 140 calories. Running, 295. Bicycling, running at five? Running five miles per hour. That's jogging. Okay. But <laughs> so you got to be at least six, six to be running. Bicycling greater than 10 miles per hour, 295 calories. That's funny because bicycling and, and running are about the same. And swimming, 255. Okay. So now we talk. Swimming's ta- less than running. Yeah, but I would have never guessed that. I always heard swimming was way harder. Well, maybe it's just because our techniques suck. flailing about. <laughs> right. I'm not doing it well, so it feels way harder. It'd be like if I was trying I'm to. I'm not play. very efficient, they call it. Exactly. The swimmers call it. Exactly. So the outrunning the diet things, I found this meme about the average calorie count for 
candy bars, okay? So what did we just see here in our list of cardio? So the highest one of these is 295. Let's just call it 300, right? Yep. Running for a half hour. Now you eat one candy bar. It's, a, it's over. And, well, they're right about the same amount. Oh, yeah. you just It's a wash. It's a wash. So if, you're, if your goal is reduce weight then and you hate cardio the better and skip the candy bar you can skip a half hour of the cardio if you eat one candy bar you gotta run for a half hour for that 30 seconds of eating that snickers that's when you go to a marathon and people have shirts that say i run so i can eat pizza right and that is where Keep that, running. that is where the you cannot run the diet comes from because if you're eating a Snickers, it takes 30 seconds to eat. Then you got to run for literally a half hour to counteract that 30 seconds of chewing. Right. That's where the saying comes from. Um, so the solution, obviously, is eat the giant bowl of, of vegetables and chicken, you know, that is only, what do you say, 700 calories or whatever, but of crucial nutrients that your body loves. And hang on, let me finish my thought here. Okay. And can fuel you for, you know, an entire day's worth of activity. Sure. And you and you're full for, you know, the next twelve hours or whatever. Right. Um, while keeping that calorie count low and then you can actually burn that amount. And then you're gonna show so, me what you burned. There's where my rock two Saturdays ago. Oh, okay. That's yeah. my calorie burn. Seventeen hundred and eighty three. Yeah. So, so that's like I could have a few stickers. Yeah, you could have like five or six of them. But together with my rested minute, my 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 RMR, my resting metabolic rate, that day I burned over five thousand. Yeah, Crazy. that's a lot of Twix. Yep. So you can see where I'm getting at with you yeah. could technically outrun it. But this is where but you that have, was four hours out of my day. It was a lot of time. Yeah. This is where you have to know. What's going on? With yeah, you just, have to know the numbers. Yep, just keep track. Because if you think you can eat the Kit Kat, you may or may not be right. Yep, you may be way the hell off. And you may you might have to jog a lot or run a lot to burn off the Kit Kat. But the problem is, people here's here's the the well, real people lie about themselves. They'll, they'll say, "Well, the Kit Kat, they'll have a donut, they'll have pizza, then they'll, they'll have, have beer. they'll have that whole right column." Yeah, exactly. Um, or people underestimate like and this is real or world. they overestimate their exertion well for sure yeah under the food <laughs> over the, the effort I, oh, I exercise my ass off and i barely eat and that's where i was going with that you is lie. you hear people all the time it's like oh i'm gonna have you know what they go out to eat on friday night and and the, and the server says can i get you guys started with any appetizers and the the mom goes Oh, I better not. But you know what? I did yoga on Tuesday. Oh, yeah. So let's start with some spinach dip. Yep. <laughs> yo, yo, one yoga on Tuesday for a half hour equals four four nights of eating out. Right. <laughs> or just even just that validation for the spinach dip. Yeah. On Friday night. Yep. That's fuzzy math, bro. Oh. It does. Way off. Yep. Yeah. You're, you're, chances are that... Yoga cancels out the first two bites of that spinach dip. <laughs> right. And then the rest is just packing on the LBs. Yep. yep. Assuming you ate perfectly. People cannot. Between Tuesday and Friday. People cannot. This is why epidemiology sucks so hard. Because they're being asked to self-report right. what they right. consumed. Yep. And that's why Saladino and all these guys. So did you follow the plan? Oh, pff, to a T. 
<laughs> well, chalk that in the follow column. Yep. Science is great. Yep, exactly. If it's not observed by a lab technician in a controlled environment. And yet people don't get to leave. Right. It's pretty freaking meaningless. I mean, yep. that's why that that one study, well, there's some study about some mental patients. Actually, I think it took place in St. Paul. I got, I'll find the link and put it in the show notes. But What are you trying to say? It was, a great, it was a great controlled – well, just that it was near us kind of. But it was a great controlled study because they never left. So they actually observed this this nutrition. You know, They put them on a certain diet and observed what happened. And it was because they were in this controlled environment. Sure. There's actual, a, few of, there's a got, few of those. Yeah, yeah they got real – But I know what you're talking about now. They got real data yep. versus people that self-report. I mean, when you go to your doctor, not maybe not you, but your average person when you go to your doctor and they how much you drink a week. I mean, they're always shooting low, right? They're what's, never going to confess. Well, it's like, what's it supposed to be again? Exactly. <laughs> Three drinks yeah, a week? That, that, that many. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm sure the doctor's like, okay, I'll put 10 down then, you mm-hmm. lying bastard. Right. No, they put three, and alcohol's not a problem. <laughs> exactly. Anywhere in the country. Right. So, you know, you, you have to know your uh, – and tell me again what app you use to track your inputs or you tell people to track with – which one Fat like? secret. Fat secret. That's right. Yeah, I gotta start doing that because I need to. I need to know exactly. I'm to the point now where I know you can, everything that's put in front of me. Give me a plate, and I can tell you within 50 calories. Right, but you're years into this. Yeah, but I still eat something weird sometimes, and I read right for the app. And are you surprised once in a while still? Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. You know, like especially with some desserts. Like cheesecake is super, super, super high in fat and sugar, and that's not a ton of calories. Wow. Like a decent slice, just thin, but there's only like 180, 190. Yeah, that's not bad, yeah. It's thin, but I'd be like 600. (laughs) Right. Tastes like 600. Right. And yeah, that's that's where it's so tough for people to... They have to know know these numbers, so you got to track because you're going to never be able to guess it until you've been doing it for years and tracking for years. And the reason you can accurately guess now is because you tracked and you've helped people track. And shameless plug, mm-hmm. shameless plug alert. Yep. I mean, and you also never know how many calories you're actually burning. Well, until right. now. Right. <laughs> you got one of them, get one of them pinonies. One of them sandwich presses. <laughs> <laughs> Panini. Yeah, yeah, what is that thing called? Panoe. Panoe. It's actually, that's the name of the company. The product yeah. oh, is a yep. metabolic analyzer. And you got one here in town, baby. Yeah, it's not here yet, but. Oh, okay. So. It's shipping. Right. I think they. But people can reach in. out, send us an email, info at fitinfurious.com if you want to hear about it or get on the list. Yes. Um, start, you can start or go analy- to Panoe.com. And, we'll, and um, if you can fill out a survey or a request, mm. I'm not even scared. You can fill out a request for more information or a test mm-hmm. on the Pinoy.com website. Oh, okay. And they'll straight to us anyway. They'll fund you or they'll funnel it to you because you're the only one in the area. Yep. Excellent. Yeah, check that out. Okay, so back to running for a second here. Um, what about sprinting versus steady state or whatever they call it? Aerobic versus anaerobic. I mean, do you think it's depends on important what to do the a mix? Exer- it depends on what the RPE is too. I mean, it it's if you are going balls out and it's for an hour, mm-hmm. 
that's not really steady state. <laughs> I'd say, yeah. <laughs> right. That's <laughs> but that's it's for a long state. time. Yeah. So it depends on whether what you're then that goes back to the zone training we talked about. Yep. So if you're zone two, that's more steady state. Um, or LIS, they call it long interval steady state. Well, basically, what I'm Versus, for, a, for a noob, would you recommend you need to do a mix? No, for no. a noob, I'd say follow that couch to 5K and do what's comfortable. Okay. Um, and listen to your body. But first and foremost, one of the things I really, really, really wanted to touch on, but not dive into because I don't know shit about it. And I'm starting to learn, <laughs> and it's super, super complicated is how to run. Oh, the actual f- mechanics of it. Yes. Yes. Where if you, if you're like, Oh, you know what? I'm only like 178 pounds and I dare you. my knees hurt when I run. Just cause you're doing it. Could a be run. a heel striker. You could be going oh. like this yep. instead of on the toe. Right. And I'm like, okay, I'm a heel striker. You can see it in my shoes. Mm. I mean, like mm-hmm. the back third of my shoes, it looked like racing slicks. At the drag strip. Just get wore out. Yep. So I'm like, oh, cool. I'm just going to become a toe striker. <laughs> it is not that easy. Right. It's super complicated. Because you've been running all, your whole life a like certain that, way. Except when I sprint. Just naturally. Then I'm a toe striker. Oh, okay. Because yep. you're really leaning forward. and. Yep. Okay. So you have to adapt that. that uh, and you have to do drills. Oh, okay. To learn. And right. you look like an idiot. Did you have to like, <laughs> so you have film to, yourself and like show oh, somebody or somebody watch? Or I what? haven't gotten that far yet. Oh, okay. I've been just doing same simple basic drills like during my warm up before I run. Mm-hmm. Well, full disclosure, I haven't been running because I'm waiting until after this ruck tomorrow. Oh, right. So, and then next week I'll start back up running. But you ran. I mean, when one of your yeah, once round fat face yeah. pitchers, you ran a marathon. Right, right. So, I mean, right, you've, right. You've done it. Yep. Carb, carbo loaded there. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of spaghetti. Oh, that was a ritual, dude. And that that yeah, year, I yeah, had friends yeah. come up from the Twin Cities, and we went to Speakeasy. Yeah, that's hilarious. And then I'm destroying their lasagna because it's so good. Oh yeah, hell yeah. Um, and I think we got a big family style thing of spaghetti to share on top of the lasagna. <laughs> yes, that's why my face looked like that. And then the whole next day, I'm running. Oh yeah, just burping up marinara and yep. oh, just. Disgusting marathon era. Ugh. That that sounded cooler <laughs> in your head. <laughs> it just came out. I know. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy, man. So, how about have you found some good resources? And you'll you'll have to send me the best resources on the planet. The best websites are that... follow the hashtag running just on Instagram. Instagram. Okay. Yep. Let's look at it. If you follow the hashtag running on Instagram, there's so many people that are just good runners. You have to type that. Hell, the follow, Adam. yeah, follow that guy. Um, yeah, the Adam Clink. Yeah. Hashtag running. We should there's only you. 75 million posts. Right. Hashtag running. So most of it's like. A lot of inspiration, a lot of yeah, beauty, a lot of, beauty yeah. pictures, yep. mountains. Which there's worse things to look at. Yeah, exactly. And then a lot of promo for shoes. Oh, I was going to ask you about that too. Like, did you shoes have, I mean, are everything. I know you love shoes. You love your CrossFit shoes, your weightlifting shoes. I like my Hoka's the best, and those are my running shoes. Okay. And they are the reason, literally the reason I enjoy running now. Really? Is because of those shoes. Because you bought a certain kind of shoe. Yep. 
Okay. Well, there's no and shortage if, of shoe ads here. And if that shoe doesn't show up in one of these, I'll eat my hat. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend They're gaining that. a lot of steam. Nutritionally. And the best, the coolest story about Hoka is that they started um, out pretty modestly mm-hmm. and went on, um, there's a bear right there. Shark Tank or something. They went on Shark Tank and all, yep. And the whole, all the sharks said no. Oh, they're like, you think you're going to compete with Reebok and Nike of the world? And they're like, yeah, we are. And that just makes me buy, that made me buy them to start with. And then once I did. Support the underdog. Yep. But then they, you know, if, if they suck, they're never going to grow. Look at that last sentence of that Chad running. They fit like a glove with the perfect balance of responsiveness and cushion. It's like running on pillows, dude. Okay. Yep. Cool. You can see how chunky the heels are. Right. Got to have that absorption there. Yeah, it's... So do you, like, bring your running shoes, and then when you get to where you're going, then you put on the running shoes, and I only use these for the running. I, I do that in the wintertime. And then I put my cowboy boots back on when I go home. Fuck cowboy boots. <laughs> I baited you there. I know. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, you have separate shoes in the winter time. I will carry my shoes in my bag till I get to the gym to run on the treadmill or the track. Okay. But that's just cause it's shitty out. Yeah. If I go to run, I just put them on and run on my front door and run. Just go for it. Yeah. But you have, you have uh exercise specific shoe oh, for, I, for most things. Yeah. I got, <laughs> yeah. And it, it matters. Squatting. And running shoes is the dumbest thing anyone well, yeah, can ever do. Yeah, because there's too much. Oh, there's no stability. You're not flying yeah, enough. There's not, too much movement. It's, yeah. A lot of people do it barefoot, I've noticed. For sure do it barefoot over running shoes. Yeah. Because then you have that connection to the ground and you're yep. going to be tilting. Yes. And they say the whole thing when you're when you're squatting is grip the floor with your feet and, oh, turn, and yep. turn out. Monkey style. You, yeah. You can't do that when you're wearing hocus. Wearing pillows. Pillows on my feet. So yeah, no, that's a good place to start. Okay, um, well, it's it's the first few scrolls there probably weren't the best, but if yeah. you scroll enough, you'll, you'll oh, see seventy five freaking million posts. Sure, and I like the motivation. You know, you you see guys or gals, a lot of gals, a lot of gals run because well, they're smarter than us. Well, um, well, also because. They might choose cardio over lifting because of the opposite. You know, yep. the pendulum went for the, sure. the wrong way for them. For sure, they were told. You don't want to get bulky and big, so don't lift weights. Yep. You know, running and yoga and jogging is was was more of a. But but what I think helps people like in the morning when you're taking a shit, just go on if you follow this hashtag, <laughs> and you're just sitting there until your legs fall asleep. Scroll through, and you're gonna see people posting like that gal or that girl right there. No, down. You were there, right there. Five fifty-seven climate. No, I can't believe you're. The oh. time. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. So yep. she posted, she did a Her 5K, yep. and she did 557 a kilometer, and she did it in 29 minutes. People are going to see that and say, that's my pace. Kick ass. Right. You don't feel like it's yeah, un- unattainable. You, you, right. It feels like you're not alone. Yep. Like, well, I'm not going to post my shit on the internet. I'm slow as shit. It's yep. embarrassing. And then you go on here, and you're like, oh, like that guy right there, 301, 908, that's my Right. That's my pace. Yep. So minutes I'm training at a 903 right now. Well, when I start running again, mm-hmm. for um, to try and do 903 for 13.1 miles is sub two hours. Okay. 
like 155, I think. That's good. All right, well, there we go. Not all Instagram, not all social media is bad. No, you got to, well, just like saying TV or, you know, video games or any of that stuff. What? Come on, what do you mean what? Well, that, <laughs> yeah, he is pretty, he must work out. Jesus. I like him. I don't think we can be friends anymore. <laughs> like in Dumb and Dumber. You see the butt on that? Yeah, he must work out. <laughs> Good stuff. All right, well, I'll post all these sites on the in the show notes. So if you're if you're itching to get off the couch. What a be- what better time than right now to start, oh, especially yeah. in our region. Right. We've got the marathons coming up. There's all kinds of well, not till September, but five Ks and Yeah. Well, but, yeah just, but if you're a if you're a fat ass on the couch, September's not too need, far away. Yeah. You need you should have started a little bit. Mel and I probably, actually but. joined a local running club. Oh, there is that? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yep, yep, we joined it. It's um You'll have to send that link to me so I can I will. advise anyone who yeah. is pursuing that. Um, it's You go ahead and pull up your stuff, and I'll pull up this program. We're going to get into. How fat is Josh? We're still doing that? Yep. We're, we're just going to go through it real fast here. So. All right. I'm going to read this quick, though. Yep. Um, only two weeks until summer 2021 training begins. The 2021 training begins June 5th. We provide a flexible 16-week program with 10K, half marathon, and full marathon training options. Training is open to runners of all ages and abilities. Whether this is your first 10K or your 10th marathon, we are here to support you so that you can reach your running goals. Registration cost is only $60 for the entire program. For 16 weeks. That's a pretty good deal. I'd say. Um, registration is only $60. Weekly newsletter with advice, information, and inspirational stories from fellow runners. Saturday morning long run group runs with planned routes and water breaks. Yoga for runners sessions. Cross training and short group run opportunities during the week. Speed work sessions. Support from experienced coaches and team shirts. Cool. And what's the name of that club? Is it like Fargo Running Club or something? Um, it's Fargo Running. It's now it's just called Faster Stronger Running Club. Okay, Runners Club. But awesome. um, it was Fargo. This these folks started, and then Fargo Running Club, Fargo Moorhead Running Club started, and then they merged. Okay, you have to send me the link, and I'll post that so people can check it out. Sure. All right, well, let's just get through my fatness here quick. Uh, so remember, last week I gained seven pounds because. Uh, I went to Orlando and ate my face off. I just went there, man. Yep. So back down five from that. So I'm I'm back on the road to recovery. But like you mentioned uh, the one time about how the cheat meal. So you just went back to March. Exactly. The cheat meal can set you back. You know, in one day you can undo what you did that entire week. Well, I was a living example of in one five-day period, I, I went back three months. Where right. He raised three months of gains, but I, I lost five again. Um, so I'm back down to – I'll be – I should be below this next week, so I'll be so back on So what living track, hell did you have to go through to get through that five? Nothing, because it was just overconsumption and my, my homeostasis, <laughs> you know, my natural calories in, calories out. Just it was a lot of water weight and sure, just excess carbs and stuff. So, so you that, didn't fast for six days and no, no, not at all. I just went back to my normal eating meat once or twice a day, and I think I fasted for a, maybe one forty-eight. I, I I've been doing almost like a forty-eight hour almost every week now. 
Because I, I, it's a good way for me to start. Like, the, like So this probably isn't the good time to ring up the podcast I listen to about people who fast and can't maintain muscle. <laughs> well, that's, that's the carnivore Aurel- Aurelius again. He's anti-fasting now. That one tweaked me hard. Some people are anti-fasting for athletic performance reasons. Yeah, he... I don't even want to get into it. So it's with my half weight, hour discussion, my, but my my, and you said you can't fast right now because you can't get your calories or your protein goals. Yep, there's so no, not enough time. Yeah, in the day. so I don't eat a freaking Denver omelet and a skillet mm-hmm. for breakfast, but I have a shake, right, with a banana in it, and a ton of protein, and a, some PB two and some chia seeds. It's the only way you can get your protein. Yeah, without the a hour without period. a yeah, exactly. So. I'm not fasting right now, but it doesn't mean – my goals are different. Stop yeah. comparing yourself to people. Exactly. If if, you're, if your goal is my, I want my doctor to be happy with my blood work and I want to get my waist down and, and live 10 years longer, then fasting's for you. Yeah. Could be. Oh, yeah. I think it definitely but, but, I think it has a place for everybody except for people that But are, here's the here's see here's the here's the dogmatic nature of people that they automatically gravitate to. Yep. They say hmm not fasting anymore, huh? <laughs> because that didn't work out. <laughs> oh, like tried, it, tried and failed. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah right. exactly. No, yeah. it doesn't fit what I'm doing right now. Right. Dickhead. Yeah, it's all purposeful. Right. Yeah, you're making a choice and you're adjusting your strategy based on your goals. Right. And you failed at it. But sure. <laughs> sure. I guess if yeah. fasting no. for 16 hours a day for four and a half years is failing, sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's, you know, just like we said last week, the dogmatic nature of all this stuff comes into play. Right. And people either get on team fasting or team never fast. That's stupid. Yep. Or meat. Or vegan. Yeah, or it's all the stuff. Keto or so high carb. You have to experiment and see what works for you. And that goes for all this. And I'm, you know, very rigid, but I'm trying to be very much more open-minded when it comes to this stuff. Yep. But when I see the carnivore Aurelius guy going, fasting sucks and here's why. And, of course, he's just being a dick right. on purpose to be a troll and get more views. It's working. Um, but he still triggers me, you know. Dr. Peter Atia, the f- Foremost expert, I, I would argue, mm-hmm. very, very um, fucking him smart. or Rhonda Patrick, um, experts in fasting, self and of one self experimenting, experimented fasting. He in his podcast this week he said um, that he was working with a gal and they were doing their his body fat and his his lean body mass all that stuff and. He lost, over the last decade, he lost like six pounds of muscle. Mm. And she goes, Peter, it's your fasting. Because mm. he would do 48 to 72 hours once a month. What was his leanness a decade ago? Like, did he start off where he needed to lose some fat, or was he pretty lean? Um, it depends. Because there, there's some, he, he was, he's a, he was a world-class cyclist. So probably was pretty lean. No, he wasn't because no, he was okay. he was mainlining Gatorade and Snickers and skinny fat. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And so, he's a swimmer. He's he he's the guy that ran or ran. He outran the diet. No, he didn't actually. He didn't. He couldn't outswim it. He swam like a hundred mile something and 
Well, in San Francisco. Because that's that's what I wonder about with the fasting thing is I think, like you said, for your average person with not a super high activity level that has some decent amount of body fat to lose, I think it's super powerful tool still. But maybe if for, if to te- if if not if nothing if for nothing else to teach them what hunger is right exactly yeah right just to and and as a tool to keep the calories down right because if you need to be in a caloric deficit and you can easily hit that because if you're not eating the bowls of you know the Tupperware of lean chicken and stuff right that's one way to keep the calories down the other way is to not put food in your mouth right you know they're both. But, you know, you need to do that because you're trying to hit a certain protein goal and that requires a larger volume of food. Right. Uh, versus when it's keto and it's a lot of fat, then you can- It doesn't get, take much food It doesn't at take all. much food. So then fasting is a much is a much more useful tool sure. to limit those calories for the day. All right. Well, let's wrap it up there, guys. So send us info to uh, emails to info at fitandfurious.com if you have any questions, topic ideas, you want to get in on the the running group or the, uh, what's it called, the Panini Press? Panoe. The Panoe. P-E-N-O-E. Metabolic Analyzer. And uh, we'll, once we get that in, we'll do a whole episode on it and maybe have you do it on me and- and a, and a, Do a and demo. the the head guy said he'd be a guest. So oh, awesome! We're, yeah. we're still going to have him on. Awesome! Yep, I want to learn all about that thing from Greece. We'll have to work out the time change, but <laughs> right, I'm sure it'll be easy. Which one is it, Sandy or Danny? Not the movie. Oh, okay. Just checking. His name is Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Make sure you guys watch it on YouTube if you're not. There's all kinds of visuals. We had a cat and a weight belt today. I mean, and I'm still hiding my face. You're missing that. If you think you're gonna, you I'm like, want to miss that. Stuff. I'm like Wilson on Home Improvement, right? And where we're anywhere, audio podcasts are found: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. Please make sure you subscribe, rate, review, and share. Head to FuriousMerch.com for t-shirts, and we will see you next week. I'm gonna go running. Fire. Dewey, quit running out of here. (laughs) Come back.